0: Hello, welcome to City Hope Church. Today Pastor Peter Pilt will be bringing his sermon on hope. Hey, let's praise. We come around the word this morning. I have got an exciting word for you this morning, and uh, we're going to make some announcements at the end of my preach. And uh, I think it's going to a great day for uh, Citynet Church. So uh, let's pray, Father. We just commit, Lord, the, the the next few minutes together. And Fathers, we open Your Word, God. I just pray for just a, a move of the Holy Ghost, Father, over my preaching. Father, I pray for me as the preacher this morning. that Holy Spirit, You would flow through me and in me. And Father, let me speak into the spirit realm, into the future of this church. Father, we just commit it to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have you ever wondered what is the measure of a successful church? How do you pick whether a church is doing the right things? Uh, There's a number of ways that uh, possibly could be suggested. One would be uh, success measured by numbers. Uh, Maybe. If a church is, uh, is growing, if it's adding uh, numbers, if it's uh, got conversions, if, uh, if giving's up, uh, maybe it's the size of the building. Could be one judge, judgment for success of a church. Another one may be uh, faithfulness measured by the Bible and theology, maybe uh, a a church's uh, ability to stick with uh, right belief and right faith. Maybe that's the the, the measure of success of a church. Maybe it's fruitfulness. Maybe it is uh, moral character, good deeds, numbers of baptisms. That sort of thing could be the measure of a church. But I see in the Bible, Paul seems to measure the church by the divine trilogy of faith, hope, and love. And indeed throughout the the New Testament, every time that Paul saw a church that had uh, faith, hope, and love, he would compliment the church. For example, let's uh, have a look at some scriptures. These will be up on the board. In 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3, it says, we give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith your labour of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God our Father. 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 3 and 4, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly and your love for every one of you all abounds toward each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Let's have a look at Colossians uh, 1 and verse 3 to 5. We give thanks... To God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ, your love for all the saints, and because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Again, in, in Ephesians 1 and verse 15 to 18. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I love the idea of the visibility of faith, hope and love. I think that that if a church is going to be successful, if a church is going to be influential, if a church is going to fulfill the gospel of Jesus Christ, then a church must have visible faith, visible hope and visible love. In Matthew 5 and verse uh, 16, it says, in the same way, let your light so shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, it's no point having great faith in God, but if you keep it to yourself. There's no point having, having uh, uh, hope and, and, and love and keeping it all to yourself. The Bible wants us to be out in the community, out in our cities and towns, out in our suburbs, out in our workplaces with visible faith, hope and love. In Matthew 5 and verse 13, it's 5 and verse 13, it says, You are the soul of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. In other words, if if salt loses its ability to influence that which it falls on, the Bible is saying it is of, of no value. And if we lose our ability, or if we don't have the ability to influence those around us, We're not fulfilling the gospel of Jesus Christ. The reality is that when we walk out of this place uh, uh, this afternoon, we walk out of here and we go to our, our, our homes, our families, our workplaces, our school environments. Wherever we go, there should be that visibility of faith, hope and love and that we influence those around us. In Ezekiel 37, the context of this particular passage of scripture is that uh, the children of Israel were in captivity, and they'd been in captivity for seventy years in Babylon. Uh, they were in in, in slavery uh, in Babylon, and uh, the, the Bible actually says in Ezekiel thirty-seven and verse eleven and twelve. Then he said to me, "Son of, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel." This is interpreting the, the vision I'm going to talk about in just a moment. But this is the nation of Israel. Say, uh, this is the nation of Israel saying this. They say they indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. Our hope is lost and here is the nation that they're in slavery 70 years, they have no hope and God takes them out, uh, God takes Ezekiel out and gives him a vision. I can hear music, can you hear music? Do you want to find out what that is? It's a song. Maybe it's angels. Now it's obviously playing through some fallback or something. If we can work that out, that'd be great. All right, anyway, let's keep going. So Ezekiel, I just was hearing things. I'm going, anyway, um, so Ezekiel is taken out in, in, uh, in a vision. And the the, the vision—it's getting louder. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's my pocket. was following me
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> anyway <clears throat> so I'm thrown <laughs> let's go back to the vision so Ezekiel Ezekiel the Bible says that God that, that Ezekiel was in the spirit on the Lord's day and in, in one of the translations it actually says God grabbed me and I love, I love that concept of, of, of God grabbing Ezekiel and taking Ezekiel out. And, and he sees this incredible vision. Now remember, this is the context of no hope. And he sees this incredible vision. And, and, and the vision is a valley uh, full of dry bones. And the Bible says, and indeed, they were very dry. And uh, he, he begins to prophesy, or he, he, God actually says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel says, well, only you know God. And so God says to him, well, hey, prophesy to the bones. And so Ezekiel begins to prophesy to the bones and the Bible talks about how the bones started rattling together as they came together and, and then sinews and, and muscles and skin grew up over the bones and then uh, they were still dead and Ezekiel said, uh, God said, hey, prophesy again and he prophesied and the, the wind came from the four corners of the earth and blew down over the, the, all these dead bodies and the Bible says that they rose up a great army. But a valley of dry bones is a picture of no hope. Yeah, the Bible actually says in, in, the, in the vision, Ezekiel says uh, the, bones, the bones were very dry. I grew up on a farm and uh, sometimes you would have an animal that would die, a cow would die or, or, or something. And uh, once it kind of was there and then the, the, the foxes would come and eat it and the maggots and all that kind of deal. And you just have bone left, but the bones were kind of moist. But then as it sat in the sun, year after year after year, the bones would just dry out in the sun and they'd get drier and drier and drier. And the fact that Ezekiel, that God points that out to Ezekiel is is saying that there's absolutely no hope of life here. That this is a a situation of of incredible desperation, incredible just, just hopelessness in the valley of dry bones. And then for God to say, can these bones live? Ezekiel's smart enough to say, God only you know. But it's a picture of, of, of the hopelessness that Israel felt as they're, they're stuck in bondage. Complete and utter hopelessness. But then God begins to breathe. Ezekiel begins to speak to the bones. These dry bones of no hope. Ezekiel begins to speak to them. And the breath of the Holy Ghost begins to breathe on them. And they rise up a great army. What an incredible picture of hope in a hopeless situation. See, I believe that that as as Christians, we should be carriers of hope. That we can take hope into hopeless situations. And we can speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we can prophesy over the dry bones of of, of a difficult marriage. We can prophesy over the dry bones of broken finances. We can prophesy over the dry bones of broken relationships. We can prophesy over the dry bones of, 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 of poor physical health. And we can say these bones can live. And we can breathe hope into a hopeless situation. The word hope occurs 52 times in the New Testament. And every time uh, it's it's there, it's connected in some way to God. Romans Romans 15 and verse 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope, the God that we serve is the God of hope and that He wants to come and, and make us abound in hope. It's hard being around people that are in a hopeless situation. It's hard when, when, when there, there's a hopeless situation and there's, there, there's, there's, it's like there's a negativity and, and, and just being around them, it's like they're sucking the life out of you. But if we are around people as a church that are abounding in hope, then we can go out and and, and we we, we get together on a Sunday. We get together through life groups. We get together through volume youth. We get together at different times and, and connect together. We stir our hope up through the God of hope. And then we go out and give that hope away. So what does hope look like? Well, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 12 says, Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. So there's a tenacity, there's a boldness that comes to a Christian's life when they're abounding in hope. The reality is that hope is the spine of our faith. It's the backbone of what we believe. Hope is more valuable than what we give it credit for. Hope is to our soul what oxygen is to our lungs. It has been said we can live 40 days without food, eight days without water, four minutes without Diet Coke, I'm sorry, four minutes without oxygen. (laughs) But we can only live a few seconds without hope. Hope is the key to influencing others. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I thought you were going to steal my preach this morning, Dave. You started <laughs> quoting my scriptures. And Mark 16 and verse 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. See, we, we have to be carriers of hope to a world that is hopeless. On the 23rd of May 1939, there was a submarine that sank off the coast of England. The entire crew were trapped in this underwater prison of death. Eventually, all the 33 crewmen were rescued. But when the first rescue team reached down to the subway, sub- subway, yeah, submarine, sub- subway. <laughs> <laughs> Must be hungry. When they reached the hull of the submarine and they, they tapped on the submarine to see if anybody was alive, the taps that came back were the, the, the long and the short Taps of Morse code and that the message that the sailors were asking is is there any hope and that's the question being asked today throughout the world is there any hope you just look at the lyrics to uh, pop music you look at the the message of, of screen and stage the world is crying out for hope Last night I was watching some Nickelback and uh, this song came on that he's that talking about the problems of the world. And there's just, as one image where a guy holds up a sign. Let's watch the screens. Just Know around the world, three thousand people commit suicide every single day. Every single day. Three thousand. And the statistics say that for every one person that dies, twenty try. So that means there's sixty-three thousand suicide attempts every single day. And then when you look at the people that don't attempt suicide, But think about it, we live in a world without hope. Suicide is the ultimate expression of hopelessness. One of the great speeches of the world was Martin Luther King. On August 28, 1963, he stood up on the steps of the Washington uh, Monument and said, I have a dream. He said, I have a dream that little children will one day live in a world, in a nation where they'll not be judged by the colour of their skin but by the content of their character. He went time and again, I have a dream. I have a dream. And then toward the end of the message, he said, this is our hope. This is the faith that I'm going to go back to Parliament with. With this faith, we're able to hew out the mountains of despair, the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. With this faith we were able to transform the genuine discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. He injected hope to a racially divided nation. It was incredibly, incredibly influential, an incredibly powerful message, but it was a message of hope. Yeah, Martin Luther, 500 years ago, when he saw all the corruption of the and the excesses of the Catholic Church, has this incredible revelation that the just shall live by faith. And he went to a, a church and he hung his famous 95 theses up on the door of the, uh, of, of the church. And that started the, the whole reformation of the, of the church. That we are now part of the Protestant movement because we are now living out the fruit of a man that wrote down a statement of hope. This is what needs to change. Winston Churchill, when England was facing... Defeat in World War II. Got up in Parliament and said, even though large tracts of Europe and many old famous states have fallen or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo and all the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and the oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We will fight in the fields. We shall never surrender. That was a message of hope that united England, that stirred things up. The reality is that hope changes the world. It's so powerful. Nelson Mandela. When he was jailed for 27 years, but refused to be bitter, forgave, forgave his oppressors, unjustly put in jail, 27 years, the retinas on his eyes were burned because he was made to, to mine the limestone rocks in the, in the mines of, of South Africa. But he comes out of prison with a message of hope, breaks down apartheid completely changes that nation because hope is so powerful. Yes. Hope is what the church needs. Yes. Yes. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's what God wants to do. Is Demo in here this morning? Okay. We were going to Facebook. Uh, oh, we're there, are we? Okay. Okay. We, this morning, are going to make an announcement, and we thought we would include the kids in it and the kids' workers, and so we're Facebook-living down to them. So that's why I was... Uh, just wondering if Demo was here, but he obviously is. So can you give me a signal? Okay. Okay. The uh, the reality is that we have a message of hope that we can take to a lost world, and I guess my my preach my preach this morning is that. Uh, that, that we, we've, we've got something that the world desperately needs, that we, we traffic in hope, that in, in difficult situations we can go into the valley of the dry bones and, and we, can, we can speak hope. And that hope, you know, I love that new song we sang this morning. Hope has a name and the name is Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, we, we shouldn't ever be uh, ashamed of our faith. We, we should never have to, you know, if, if somebody says, oh, do you go to church? Or are you a Christian? Or are you a Bible believer? Or whatever, you know, th- there shouldn't ever be a shrink back where we kind of, oh, yes, and, and we're kind of almost ashamed that we go to church. But there should be boldness in us because we actually, pardon me, we actually have what the world is desperately looking for. And without Christ, there is no hope yeah you know, we i 've been in the room where about fifteen people have died i 've actually been there as people have passed away, taken their last breath and five that I know of died rejecting Christ, but ten were, were great christians and it 's amazing that I got got it, thanks guys. They're all at the back with their arms up. Um, It's it's amazing. When a person goes from this life to the next, the the presence of God that is in the room is just amazing. But when somebody who doesn't know Christ passes from this life to the next, the the, the absence of hope, like the hopelessness of the situation is, is just so tangible. We have the message of hope. And his name is Jesus. So we should put our hands together and and, uh, uh, welcome our kids into the service, even though they're not physically here. It's good to have you guys down there. Melanie and I have been leaders of of this church now for nine months. And when we first came here, uh, I and Melanie weren't great fans of the name CityNet. Uh, But didn't want to just change the name of the church for the sake of changing the name of the church. Uh, City Net wasn't a bad name. It's just a name that, for me, uh, if you're in a net, you've been captured by a predator. I mean, it's never a good thing to be in a net. So the whole idea of of city net, uh, to me, isn't a particularly positive name for a church. And I understand it was, uh, uh, you know, given years ago as, as an idea of a network of church, uh, network of cells across the city. Uh, and I understand that. So that's all good. But but if you don't, if someone doesn't explain that to you, because I had to have that, I had to have that explained to me. Uh, to me, uh, a, a net is not a, is not a good thing. And so. Uh, I wanted to change the name, but didn't want to just change the name for the sake of it. Uh, You know, I mean, we could have, you know, I had to come up with something better, you know, uh, not just, well, I'm changing it just for the sake of it. And so uh, a couple of months ago, Laura and I were uh, up at Caloundra preaching and uh, Laura was watching TV and I was working on on my my sermon for Sunday night and uh, just like the Holy Spirit just, just hit me. And I said to Laura, I said, I've just, the Holy Spirit just gave me the new name for the church. And so uh, I've been talking with some of the leaders and we've been praying it through. And uh, so we are going to change our name. And we'll tell you next week. So the new name is City Hope Church. So, the logo actually has some significance to it. The first one being that we kept the big C. Uh, You'll notice uh, that's part of our logo. Because I want to keep a link to our past. Uh, it's you know this church has been going for about 28 years and uh, it's it's uh, you know had a lot of people being saved through it and 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 discipled and so I think it's good to to stay in touch with with your past uh, but but obviously it's fresh as we're moving into the future and uh, the word hope is written in capitals and is written in blood red because the blood of Jesus Christ is where our hope comes from also, the T in city is, uh, is, is to look like a cross because it's through the cross of Jesus Christ that our hope uh, was given. And then the, the tagline for the church uh, is going to be, hope lives here. So we have uh, a gift for you all. On your way out, we have a cup. Oops. A City Hope Cup uh, that you can you can take home and so you on the way out you can grab uh, just just grab one each because we don't have too many but uh, there'll be a, there'll be enough for everyone uh, so we can do that the other thing that we're launching this morning is uh, our life groups and uh, is Beck's not here okay um, Ashley can you grab the, these flies I think they're at the back somewhere uh, and hand them out um, we As our church is getting bigger, and, uh, you know, over the last few months, we have certainly got bigger. Uh, We now have uh, every—have you got these flyers, Beck? Can you hand them out? Please. Please. Uh, we now have every chair out in our church that we own which is absolutely fantastic and we've, we've been starting to talk about running a second, uh, a second morning service at some point uh, because even now you know, there's a few spaces but there's not too many, you only need another you know, four or five, six families to join and we've run out of room and so as our church gets bigger that's fantastic but it also has to get smaller. And uh, and and in terms of the feel, and so we are going to uh, launch life groups. And I don't want to be a church that has life groups that's just kind of over there and it's just a department. But I want to be a church of life groups. Uh, I want everybody to be uh, in in some small group because so much amazing stuff happens in small groups. And we, we've got some things uh, that this is this is uh, on the fly, but you'll see it anyway. If we can go to the next uh, things. Uh, The life group ones. In a life group, here's some things that will happen. In a life group, you'll be encouraged to grow in your love for the Word, your love for the presence of God, and indeed, uh, your love for the local church. In a life group, you'll be greatly valued. Each life group will celebrate with you when things happen in your life and will lament and walk with you when there are sadder times. In a life group, you'll become a better apologist. This is simply someone who understands the Word of God more and is well-equipped to tell people about their faith. In a life group, you'll have your leadership gift developed and be given opportunity to lead, if that's your calling. In a life group, you'll be encouraged to be kind and to spread that kindness into the local community. In a life group, you'll be connected with people, simply enjoying doing life together. And in a a life group, you'll be pastorally cared for. Your life group will walk with you and care for you in life's journey. So the tagline for the church is, hope lives here. The tagline for our life groups is hope meets here. We also have a new church uh, website and web address. Uh, If we can go to the next, cityhopechurch.com.au. So the CityNet one, uh, we'll, we'll be out for a little while, but uh, we are migrating everything over And uh, this is live at the moment, so cityhopechurch.com.au And we also are announcing this morning that we have a church app There's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes over the last few weeks, trust me uh, And Damo and Beck have done an amazing job uh, on that And that app is available now from the App Store uh, You just need to look for City, uh, City Hope Church uh, on the App Store, and uh, you can download that. And we—it's got got some things on it now, but over the next coming weeks, we'll be certainly populating it. And uh, the church app will become one of the major ways that we communicate with you uh, regarding announcements and, and different things that are happening in the, in the life of the church. Uh, but you'll be able to go there, find a the life group, uh, all that all that kind of uh, kind of thing, which is awesome. We also. This is the last announcement We also want to announce that we're changing the name of the cafe uh, The name of the cafe really has just generically been cafe uh, In times past it was been seen uh, But we are calling it The big reveal Cafe Esperanza es- Esperanza is Spanish for hope so, Café Esperanza. And with the tagline, Hope Eats Here. So we have Hope Lives Here, Hope Meets Here, and Hope Eats Here. Um, so that's pretty exciting. So we're thinking on, uh, on the toilet doors, just saying, Hope Goes to the Toilet Here. Um <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not really. <laughs> as as we, up, as we finish up this morning, I, I, I'm really excited about the new name. Uh, I, I really do feel that it is uh, something that, that is, was, was given to me by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think the world desperately needs hope. And I think to have a church that proclaims hope, that we are, that, that City Hope Church, that we are here, that we, we traffic in hope, that we can speak to the to the dry bones. And and to have, uh, you know, to have our name uh, as City Hope Church, I just think is a really powerful statement about what goes on here on a Sunday and, and what we do. So we, we want to be very focused on touching the community and being influential in the community. So City Hope Church is uh, is exciting. So I'm excited. Let's pray. Father, we... we Lord, come in your presence this morning, Lord, and really just commit this new name to you. Father, I I believe uh, truly that that you've given this uh, church this new name. Uh, I believe, God, that there is uh, a great future ahead for this church. And so, Father, we ask you today for your favour to be over this church. Father, for your anointing, Lord, to to be over, Lord, right from Geckos to Children's Church uh, to, to the church here, to Cafe and Father. And as we go out, God, that, that we would be carriers of hope. Father, we just commit it to you to today and really just ask for your favour and blessing all over this new season uh, in the life of the church. Father, we commit it to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you enjoyed that message. Please tune in next week. And from everyone at City Hope Church, have an awesome day.